Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. 1800 453 106 if you want to contact the programme this afternoon. Well, he's back in the mainstream as part of Disney Plus's new Kenobi series, but actor Ewan McGregor has also made a rare public comment um, about the breakdown of his first marriage and the impact that the split had really on all of the relationships in his life. Uh, he filed for divorce from his wife at 22 years. It was back in 2018, but he was talking to GQ recently and he said a divorce in a family is a bomb going off in everybody's life and my children's life and trying to heal that is an ongoing process and life coach Mark Fennell is with us on the programme today. Uh, Mark, the, the issues that that um, you McGregor alludes to uh, in that interview, I assume that's quite common. It is common and thanks for having me on as always and touching on topics that need to be talked about to be honest because it is so common and po- I mean post pandemic it's on the rise a lot of relationships just didn't survive the intensity of being stuck at home so we speak but he likened it to a bomb going off and for many people it is life changing and it doesn't just I suppose it's the ripple effect and of course if there's kids involved it can have, you know, devastation effects, particularly if they're in their teen years or depending on what kind of time of life that they're in. Um, and they were married for 22 years. So if, you know, that's that's a whole life shared with someone and for it to be uprooted and it come to an end is massive change for everybody involved. And it is like a bomb gone off. Absolutely. I presume there's no one size fits all approach, though, for dealing with this. There isn't um, a one size that fits all approach. And when it comes to co-parenting, that's normally the biggest challenge. If you have a couple who split up or separate, divorce, you know, if there's property involved or, or business or investments, they're kind of, I suppose, legalistic things that can be sorted out. And my advice would be deal with those things through, you know, your, your, your legal representation rather than, you know, if you can try and sort it out yourself, great. But generally those things can be sorted. But kids are an ongoing thing because they have their whole lives to live. And of course, there's going to be crossovers, there's going to be events. And if the children are young and it's co-parenting and you're dropping the kids off, you know, it is a very difficult water to navigate at times. Um, and some of the things that one can do is boundaries. And this is, sounds easy, but it's, you know, all boundaries, we'll just put a boundaries in place and everything's better mm-hmm. again. But it's, it's very, very difficult because you had a family unit that is no more. And, you know, you have a mom and a dad, a husband, a wife, you know, they're left in a position of I've got to re-collaborate and kind of a new chapter that I've been dropped in or maybe it's been coming for some time. But it is almost like for some people starting afresh in life, later in life, and there's kids involved. It's a very difficult situation, absolutely. Does that bomb, as uh, Ewan McGregor describes it, is that does that still go off where you have a scenario where maybe there are people who should separate or should part ways, Mark, and and they don't for the reasons that you've described because of all of the complexities and thinking of the children and they're afraid of losing the house and, and all of this kind of stuff. Like, is there still that bomb as he puts it? Absolutely. And it does sit there. And what happens is when people stay in a relationship, a lot of people, and I will say a lot, um, will stay in a relationship for the kids' sake. When the kids are old enough, you know, the, should we say the relationship has run its course, but they kind of agree, well, look, when the kids move out, we'll go our separate ways but then sometimes you'll have couples who will stay together live together but there is no relationship anymore um i will always give my two senses when you see things aren't going right 
it's time to talk about them. Don't let it fester because what we don't want is resentment sets in, contempt sets in, stonewalling happens and you have two people cohabiting that just cannot stand each other. You don't want it ideally to go that far. And sometimes prevention obviously is better than cure. But if you're in a position where you're agreeing to stay together for the kids sake, that's a serious conversation because you, you're putting your lives on hold now, unless you're agreeing to see other people, that's it gets very, very, waters become very muddy mm. and very murky. You really have to kind of work out, well, look, is it worth doing that for everyone's sake uh, involved? Because you are putting your life literally on hold and it can feel like, for people who do that, a sentence. I know we're talking about this in the context of uh, of, of Hugh McGregor mm. because he, he did make this rare public comment um, mm. and he did, like he filed for divorce. It's, it's back in 2018. Uh, it's yeah. just that he's talking about it, I suppose, now. But I presume this is a sort of a similar scenario um, where you do have, you know, a couple or formerly a couple that are co-parenting the, the children, um, but they're just no mm. longer in a relationship. They may not have been married. There may not have yeah. been the marriage element involved. Oh, yeah. You can still have that, the complexities that goes with that. Yeah, there is. And there's a couple of little tips I'd always share on that. Again, these are just kind of bite-sized stuff that people can help, you know, if they're looking for some clarity on how do we make this co-parenting work? Because whether married or not, there's kids involved and co-parenting is, is a part of it now. Um, keep communication. When I mentioned boundaries earlier on, keep the communication purely about the kids only and have that boundary of your personal lives are now your personal lives and not the other person's concern or business. Um, I know that sounds a bit abrupt, but when you start to move on to see other people, if you're allowing them to text you, you know, personal questions or how are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? Those questions continue. And when you start a new relationship, um, it, you don't want those questions because, you know, you have your own personal life and you're moving on with your life. So putting that boundary in fairly quickly and early on is the ideal. And sooner rather than later, keep the communication purely about the kids. Also, when there's a, a kid drop off, if you're dropping the kids off and you have, you know, three days, four days on four days, or three days off or whatever the arrangement mm. When that's, that crossover is happening, it's got to be a positive crossover, irrespective. Fake it if you have to, but a positive crossover because young kids are so susceptible and they don't want to see it being a hostile environment when you're dropping the kids off. It needs to be short and sweet, but all smiles. And if there's any disagreements that are happening, they're, they're discussed in private, not in front of the kids. Because at the end of the day, at that, at that point, it's the kids have to become the priority because that's the common denominator between the pair of you. You've got to put the kids front and center. And most people will do that, but you do not want to use the kids as messengers or fill in the kids about the other partner and trying to turn them against them. That's manipulation. That's coercion. You do not want to go down that road because that in itself, I've seen backfire on people. They th were trying to set the child up against the dad because they wanted to have the child all the time or whatever. And the child, as it gets older, feels the mother is always talking bad about their dad and ends up falling out with the mother. So that behavior okay. is something to watch for because it doesn't, well, generally it gets people see through yeah. it, you know. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, well, if you have a question, actually, perhaps maybe for Mark on this topic today, there is a message or a text or maybe it's more a comment actually in from a listener, Mark, who makes the point boundaries are fine as long as they're agreed mutually. They have to be agreed mutually. <laughs> and, and, I, and I will say, right, I will say um, a lot of the time you'll find one one agrees with it and one doesn't. That's, yeah. that's actually well, more I mean, common it, than A boundary is a different thing if it's a rule. You can't do this. You can't meet this person. You can't drink that. You can't go there. <laughs> that's not a boundary. Yeah. No, a, a boundary is simply saying, look, we discuss the kids only on the text messages. If you ask me questions outside of that, I won't be responding. Um, it's better for both of us that way. 
And the person can accept or not accept that. But then when they do text outside the boundary, you know, a personal question or, or were you out with such and such last Friday night? Are you seeing him now or whatever? When that happens, there's no response or the response is short and sweet. But you just do not engage. You set the tone. You set the boundary. You can't control that person, but you can control your interaction. And sadly, that is the case for a lot of people. But over time, well, they it's kind of like it or lump it. This is how it's going to be from here on. And that protects mm. both of you. That's good for both of you. You don't want the other person trying to live in your life all the time. This um, this listener has got in touch just to make the, the point as well, Mark, to say I'm speaking from experience. Separation in my case after 36 years, it was devastating and sudden. But it is possible to rebuild your life. I do think that's worth pointing out. It's not as easy. It does take a lot of work, though, and a lot of mm. awareness as well. It is. It is. I will say that. And here's what I always share with people. You need your support system, the people, the close people to you when you go through it, because you now need to lean on shoulders. A lot of the time and you'll see, and I see it in Ireland for a lot of the time, for some reason, people say, oh, I don't want to put people out and go to them and pour out my woe, tales of woe. And I always say, listen, it's now that you need these people. It's now that you're allowed to talk about how you're feeling. But I will also say this. It is sometimes beneficial to have someone, you know, whether it be a coach or otherwise, but someone outside your circle who you can talk open and honest and will give you constructive advice. I think a lot of us need someone like that in our lives when we're going through such a life changing event, just so that we have that go to. And maybe it's only for a short time, but having someone outside our immediate circles because mm. they all have opinions you see yeah. but who who doesn't have an opinion is sometimes very important where you can just vent and know that the advice I will get is not from a biased perspective but from a constructive supportive perspective I always think that's important too Yeah, Linda has texted in on 53106 and Mark I don't know if you have the answer to this and it's putting you on the spot but mm-hmm. she's wondering can I ask what are the statistics on psychological outcomes for children who go through relationship separation do you have any idea? Uh, well I tell you what I do know um you'd be surprised at resilience that gets built into kids um, uh, with dealing with this, right? But there is also something to watch for. So there's there's two answers I'm going to give in that. Uh, Just because a a child comes from a broken home does not have an effect on their future statistically, as in it's the support system around what they've gone through. So the the home breaks up, the parents break up. But if they still have parental support, statistics show that the child still has just as much potential and can be just as happy as anybody else. The difference is when one of the parents is removed from the child's life, that's when we see sometimes the fallout. And that's where they can have separation anxiety and things like that can come in at an early age. So to answer that question, it comes down to the quality of the parenting. I know they're individuals now, but the quality mm-hmm. of parenting for that child as that child matures. If the both parents are like, oh, we hate each other, but it's all about the child. We look after the child. The child can work out very well. But I will say this. I've worked with people who never knew their parents. I worked with an individual who was the uh, son of a, a woman who was raped and she put him up for adoption. So he never knew his, his parents, but he also had a story of, you know, where did I come from? I, I was, I was the, the result of a rape. And for him, he went on to be a very, uh, should we say, successful individual. But why? He had this resilience and he got this understanding of self-belief and, and self-worth. And I think that if anything, if you're a parent, single parent, instill in that child mm-hmm. self-worth, and that they know that they're no less than any other human being is the most powerful thing you can give any child. And I would say that to teachers and schools and colleges, we need to tell people how valuable they are. And when they grasp that, I know that sounds, you know, well, what does that mean, Mark? Yeah, it works. It stands to them over time. 
there's an e- I've seen the proof. There's an email in here, Mark, from a listener who says, my parents split up much later than they should have. When they mm. did, life was so much better, so much better. When my own marriage subsequently broke down, we split up as soon as we could. Both adults and all the children are very happy and indeed there are two more loving adults now in the children's lives as, as both parents have different mm. partners. Both yeah. separations, mine and my parents, were like a valve being released in a bomb rather than a bomb going off. Relieved is the word. Yeah, I would agree with that because what happens is, you see, as when there's children involved and they're growing up, whether they're teenagers or otherwise, they're learning what a relationship is. And if you have two people living together, because, oh, well, we'll stay together till the kids are 18, but there's no relationship there. They're not learning any relationship skills and otherwise, and that can have a negative effect on them as they get older. So you're sometimes better off not holding out till they're 18 and just calling a spade a spade. You sometimes are better off. I would always say, get advice, you know, get professional help mm-hmm. if needed, you know, but sometimes, yes, if the pain is prolonged and people get a very negative, I had one client, Parents did that. They stayed together for her sake. She was an only child. And she said it was the worst thing ever because she said, I felt now they stayed together because of me. I was forcing two other adults when she got older. She says, I was forcing two adults to put their lives on hold for me. She says, I, you know, I felt guilt over that for a long period of time. So she didn't come out on, on, on for the better of it. And we had to do some work around that. So remember, the child may be aware that you're staying together for their sake when they get older. And that doesn't always serve them well either. So the point is, Sometimes you're better off if call a spade a spade and and try everything. Yeah. I'm all about repair rather than replace. If you if it's gone beyond repair, sometimes it's best served. Well, look, okay. maybe we need to call it a day. Just a, a final question from a listener here who's actually, I think, currently looking for, for some assistance, Mark. They just say, I find that my son repeats all of my business to my ex-husband. No matter how many times I ask him not to, it has now changed my relationship with my son. I don't talk to him as much anymore about certain specific things. It is quite sad, but I'm wondering if you can advise me how to change this. Yeah, well, there's two things. You don't, is it the son that's, you know, volunteering this information or is it the dad that's kind of wooing it out of him? You don't know, you know, they may know the answer to that. But either way, you're going to have to say, well, look, I have a situation here where my personal information is being, I suppose, given to someone who I can't trust with that information. I'm going to have to restrict that information. Um, I I don't like using the word boundaries all day long, but to an extent it is going to be that because your son, remember, you cannot control him. And if he is divulging stuff that is of a personal nature, because that could stop you moving on because it's keeping the the dad in the loop with your life as you're trying to maybe progress in another relationship and the dad knows all about it, you know, so that's not going to help anybody. You, you will, I mean, if you've asked the son to not, should we say, divulge that information, he still is, well, then unfortunately you're going to have to say, well, look, I'm going to have to keep this information away from the, my son because he cannot be trusted. That's the, the blunt answer of it. Okay. Mark Fennell, Life Coach. Mark, listen, thanks a million for joining us. Really interesting. This is off the back of the comments from uh, actor Ewan McGregor in recent days following the um, his divorce back in 2018. 53106. So you can email us either lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Still to come, though, on the programme, why disability activists feel they've been forgotten about by Irish Rail. Up next, though, on lunchtime live, sewing, baking, gardening well maybe not so much the gardening but even changing a car tyre we're going to be talking about the practical skills that we no longer use Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk